We have seen the emergence of what I call modern Internet of Things. It is rich in data. It can bring in location. It's really the connectivity piece and the data aggregation piece that is usually missing in the infrastructure right now in the market. If you have a large farm, you know, the wireless connectivity is not going to carry out. This is the Industrial IoT Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Network looks stable. Let's connect. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. The average consumer is well acquainted with IoT products. In January, 39 million Americans owned a smart home product, and the number is only growing. As consumers get more comfortable with these products in the home, the market for automating every aspect of the house, from the air conditioner to the blinds, becomes more exciting and attainable. What's commoditizing these products, and how is that affecting the manufacturers looking to enter or expand in the IoT market? Michael Longoria, Business Development Manager for Universal Screens, joined us on the podcast to analyze IoT product growth both consumer-grade and commercial-grade offerings. What Longoria has seen is a trend toward app-based IoT in both spaces, a trend that's changing how providers package and brand their tech. More apps means open-source tech, a positive trend for some and a headache for others. Either way, customers expect products to integrate seamlessly, and that's translating back to the commercial side as well. Longoria clues us in to how that's affecting the market, what new IoT technology is catching the most wind, and what the biggest inhibitor on the market's growth is today. All right, Michael, great to have you in the MarketScale Dallas studio. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Absolutely. I'm excited to break down some trends in consumer-grade IoT products and dig in more into your product specifically. Um, I know you're a business development manager for Universal Screens and really looking at how businesses can see some potential ROI by implementing uh, your product and products like it. So I know you've been in the industry for about five years. So in those five years, what kind of growth have you seen in consumer grade IoT products, what are what's the trend like right now? Well, when I first started, um, you know, I would tell family or friends about the product, and, and nobody even knew what it was. Right. And since then, um, I've really seen a lot of growth, uh, just in the business, our business, and uh, just knowledge of the product. Um, nowadays, you're you're going out to restaurants and you're seeing them, or you go into a friend's party and you're seeing them on their patios mm-hmm. and. Um, and they're really starting to take off. So, you know, no matter where you go, you're going to see this product. Um, and of course, being in the industry, I go everywhere and see it. I, you know, I see it at, you know, fast food places and even if it's interior or exterior, um, but yeah, you can you can really see it a lot and people are starting to get good knowledge of it. Definitely. What about just in general, Alexa's, Google Homes, um, are, are you seeing more consumers, feel the need to purchase these products and basically convert their homes into smart homes? Is that a trend that you've been seeing? Oh, yes, for sure. Um, and, you know, you hear the, the advertisements, you hear, you know, Alexa commercials, you hear the Google Home commercials, and it's really starting to take off. Um, and I think this industry really has to keep up with it. Um, and, and a lot of the our vendors are starting to see it, and they're trying to go that direction. Because if we don't, then um, somebody else will. And, and you know, they're going to they're gonna find the business there right. instead of with us. So I feel like a reason 
why IoT products in general have become more um, common among your average consumer is because we've seen a commoditization of the products. Uh, what do you think is making them more accessible on a production standpoint? Have you seen anything on the back end that is allowing costs to go down and uh, make them a product that could be ubiquitous in the household? So so I think what's really helped out is the real estate market. Uh, it's, it's really high right now. Uh, a lot of people are buying homes. Um, people are adding on to their homes. And so with adding on to their homes, you know, they're adding these outdoor kitchens and, uh, you know, they want to use them. And so a lot of people are using uh, or spending, you know, a lot of money to make these outdoor spaces, but they can only use them, especially here in, in Dallas, Texas, or, you know, nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only use them a certain time of the year. Um, so I think with that being said, um, there's there's more companies seeing these exterior products. Uh, a lot of interior products are now starting to contact us because they're getting calls about them. And so uh, the demand is starting to starting to uh, increase. And uh, I think definitely with the market and the competition out there, everybody's starting to get re- really competitive. And so, you know, pricing is a big uh, a selling point for us. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can keep our prices down, it keeps the dealer's prices down and, and so on to the to the homeowner. And, right. you know, um, it may not seem a lot, but, you know, $100 may be the selling point or may, may close the deal for a, a, you know, a certain dealer. How do you decide the price point for this market? Is there a... Is there a general standard or because it's so new or not really that new, but it's still finding its its rhythm among every household? Is it sort of a free for all? People are still feeling out the market and still deciding what the realistic price point is for consumer grade IoT products. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think um, a lot of these people are, it, it's a luxury product. Yeah. So when you're going to go spend money, um, let's say even if you spend $10,000, mm-hmm. that's $10,000 that you're spending on, on something that isn't a necessity. It's a luxury right. item. And so um, universal screens, our biggest selling point is that this is the only product we do. Um, we don't make awnings. We don't make, um, you know, retractable doors. And so our over our overhead costs are a lot lower than the competitors. And that's what we pride ourselves on. I mean, this is the only product we do. We wake up every day to make this product um, and we want to make it great. And at that point, um, we want to make it very reasonable and competitive to, to everybody else. Right. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest uh when we get calls from dealers that are looking for uh, alternatives from what they're using now, that's mm-hmm. uh, the our price point is 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 really good, um, and it all depends on the the market of you know our vendors as well, uh, price increases and whatnot. But we mm-hmm. definitely try to appeal to everybody with our price point. Definitely. So I think another reason why we're seeing consumers buy more into these products is the app-based feel of IoT products. Uh, It's great for the consumer, obviously. I mean, if you can control your whole home on an app, how easy is that? Um, But it's also forcing producers of these products to collaborate with developers um, and find ways to integrate their products into uh, maybe sort of a, a... general scope app, something that covers multiple IoT devices. So what are some challenges that you've seen in integrating products, um, 
just any general IoT product into an overarching app? And do you feel like the future of this IoT market is going to be open sourced or, you know, being able to integrate with Alexa or Google Home or whatever that might be? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I, the most exciting part of my job is the home automation part. I can talk about it all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get really excited about it. But um, yeah, so everything is is basically going to technology. It's going to automating your whole house. Um, if you can sit down on your couch and open your iPad and control everything, um, that's ideally what everybody wants. You don't want 10 remotes to, you know, one to turn on the TV, one to turn, you know, the sound on and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, and, and so when we first started um, home automation, we were dealing with some home, home automation companies. Um, and there's a lot into it, and I, I could probably take a class on it, and I yeah. still wouldn't learn everything. Uh, there's just so much to it. Um, and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out how to get people from the DIYs, the, the Alexa and Google Homes, um, and also up to you know the, the professional automation companies um, where they're spending a lot. And that's really what we're seeing is, is the trend is everybody's either going to hire it, hire a company to do it, or they're going to uh, try to do it themselves. Um, and we have actually found a uh, kind of a middle, middle ground. Um, and so it basically will control everything. Um, when we first started selling this product, uh, you can control it from an app on your phone. And now we're seeing some new technology to where you can control not only your, your exterior screens, you can control your interior screens, you can control your thermostat, you can control everything from one, from one app. Um, and we've, uh, we've became a distributor for a product. Uh, it's called Neo Control. Uh, I don't want to get it a lot into it right now, but, sure. um, but yeah, the, this is definitely something, it's an ongoing process of how to keep up with, with the new technology. Do you find that producers of these IoT products are receptive to having their technology be open sourced? Um, or is there still a want to have a black box solution where you deliver a product that only works with your products, but then you try to you know, deliver everything? Um, I guess, wh- how do you see producers reacting to, um, to this trend of open source tech in IoT? Yeah, well, I, I, I think a lot of them are, are very open to it, and uh, they're starting to get with um, you know certain companies and figure out a solution. Um, yes, yeah, so so one of the examples that I have is our vendor Somfy. Um, we sell Somfy motors and our motorized uh, screens, mm-hmm. and so when we first started doing it, Somfy only had a MyLink, and the MyLink would control your screens from an app on your phone. Um, and now what they're doing is, is everything's going Zigbee or Z-Wave, okay. uh, which is going to be the radio technology and, and kind of control everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are now making new motors uh, that are, you know, Zigbee, Z-Wave. And so you can control them through other automation companies. Gotcha. And, and anything that is Z-Wave uh, is, is controllable now, including your exterior screens. Um, and so I think if, if they're going to sit back and say our product is, you know, as good as, you know, it's not broken, so don't, let's not fix it. It's mm-hmm. selling. Uh, if you're going to have that mentality, I don't think that it's going to last very long. So yeah. a, lot, a lot of the, the vendors are looking into it and uh, really taking a uh, – trying to get in front of this 
uh, before, you know, they don't want to be caught, you know, right. caught behind. Right, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to be playing catch-up to integrate your product. Correct, you know. yeah, and at, at that point, uh, you'll be so far behind that, you know, they're, everybody's going to go with the newest technology yeah. and, and who can keep up with it. Mm-hmm. So. so where would you see a company find the most benefit from technology like universal screens you know if you had to sort of give a bottom line of where most of your clients use this kind of product uh where would that be uh that's that's going to be a tough question because we have um we have multiple companies that that do very different things Mm -hmm. um i I just spoke about the home automation companies um they're on the inside of the house uh wiring and doing sound and audio visual um but then they're seeing somebody else another company come in and and put these motorized screens up and, mm-hmm. and they're trying to work together so we've had uh, uh dealers that come to us and uh, they want to be on the outside as well right. uh same thing with interior companies if you're only doing blinds and shutters you're already on the inside of the house why not be on the outside of the house mm-hmm. and and i know it's uh it's the going from the inside to the outside it's a it's a different monster um and and sometimes it can scare some people away but this product is it's really easy to install uh we make it as easy to install as we can because we came from the install side of it and so when we design the product we're doing it for the installer Mm -hmm. um it's always going to be great to the to the home consumer but the installers and the company is the ones who has to deal with it um but you know, restaurants, restaurants are, are easy. Um, you know, we see, we're seeing a lot more, uh, as a pool and patio, uh, pool and patio people are already building their, they're building the pergolas for the right. pool and the outdoor spaces and the outdoor living. Um, yeah, this is, this is really for everybody that has anything to do with, uh, construction, building homes, building restaurants, uh, being on the inside or outside. Yeah. Well, I mean, I read a piece on catering today that basically explained technology like this can help maximize your outdoor floor space. And that is really essential for a restaurant to raise their ROI because during hot summer months, you have obviously killer heat, bleeding sun coming through, destroying your eyes, right? You don't want to sit outside if you're going to be sweating the whole time and covering your eyes like this. Um, But then in in the cold months as well, blistering winds, um, it's freezing, you know, it's not comfortable. And so technology as simple as a retractable screen can help insulate, can help make that outdoor space more comfortable. And in the end, uh, maximizing that outdoor space can open up a lot of floor space for uh, a restaurant looking to increase, well, their sales. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to me, it's an easy sell for the commercial side for, for restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can go to any restaurant uh, any day that it's raining and you can look at their patio and it's, it's empty. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to sit on it. Um, even during the hot, I mean, uh, during the hot days, it's it's hot. It's you have bugs, mm-hmm. you have flies, you have mosquitoes, um, and so really, I mean, you can use these solar screens or you can use the vinyl screens. And vinyl screens has really been a big uh, uh, market for us. We just launched it two years ago, and it's really taken off. Mm. Um, and I think a lot more of um, restaurants are now seeing it, um, and they, they'll they mention to us a lot of times, "Hey, I just ate at." at 
this restaurant, right. and I loved their patio. It was enclosed. It was comfortable. Um, and especially if you have an air conditioning unit out there or if you have heaters out there, uh, you can you can have that. It's income year-round, yeah. and you do not have to I – mean, and it basically pays for itself. That income that is there in the winter or the rain or the hot days, it pays for the screens itself. Right. So, Do you see a lot of your – new sales in the commercial space come from word of mouth interactions is that one of the biggest drivers of sales for commercial grade iot yes definitely um and a lot of time it's i hear it a lot uh we saw them at this restaurant or we saw what you did we saw your screens at you know right at at this particular restaurant um and they love it they eat there um and i think that you know the, the way that the the restaurant business is going, it just makes sense to get these. And it's not even it's not even restaurants. I mean, it also includes your home as well. I mean, right. with your home, um, you're building these outdoor spaces that you're only using, you know, here in Texas, you're only using them maybe four to five months out of the year. The right. rest of the time, it's too hot or it's too cold. Yeah. Um, and so why not maximize that, that living space that you have? Right. Why not? I mean, you can open your back doors and you have another thousand square feet to to enjoy your your living area and i feel like these versatile shade products can also cut down on energy costs um, not only for the consumer but on a commercial level uh, i mean let's say you had these retractable screens on every window and you are working in a high rise and you have iot technology already monitoring energy costs due to your thermostat and due to just overall temperature inside the building. Now imagine when it gets to a certain uh, a certain level of heat in the building and the monitors detect that, all right, we're going to see an increase in costs here. Let's cool it down naturally. Automatically, the, stre- the screens come down and provide shade. Um, are you seeing that kind of future for commercial integration of these products that it's all automated and you know, though they do have a level of comfort that you can open them or you can close them whenever you feel like it, are you also seeing that automated side of things uh, producing some good benefits for companies who want to install this product? Um, yes, and, and it's not really commercial side, but it's more on the residential side. Really? Okay. I do get a lot of calls um, saying that they have customers that, um, you know, their windows are west-facing or, you know, at you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. it's just so hot in their living room that they can't, they can't even be in there. It's, and their AC bill is, is ridiculous. Um, and so not only do we do it for the patios, um, in, in your patios, if you bring these screens down, if you have a 95% solar screen, mm-hmm. um, they can drop the temperature by 20 degrees. Um, and it's a, it's a cool, uh, temperature in there for you to sit sit out and enjoy. Um, another product that we have, uh, same product but different fabric that we have is a blackout screen. Okay. And so what we're seeing is that people don't want to put screens up in this big beautiful window. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what they'll do is they'll buy our product, our motorized screens, and they'll attach it to the outside of the house with mm-hmm. a blackout fabric. It's 100% blackout. Uh, it's not um, translucent. It's okay. not light filtering. Um, and then so at, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, these screens, they can set them on a timer where these screens come down. Right. And it's, it's very cool on the inside. And mm-hmm. then when the screens go up, 
you don't see them. From the inside of the house, you still have that beautiful view. Right. Uh, from the outside, you will have the cassette and the tracks, but um, you know, from the inside point of view, you're still you still got this beautiful view. Um, so we have, I mean, we have we have a lot of alternatives. Anything that you have for bugs to solar um, to just to blackout. Uh, we even have a cable system that if you're not worried about the bugs, mm-hmm. then we offer a cable system, and it's not going to it's basically to block out the solar. So if you have a, a barbecue grill, and when you're trying to grill at five o'clock, the sun is just beating down on you. Right. This will come down. You can set it to a certain limit. Mm-hmm. Blocks out your view and you can enjoy your your patios. Right. So my last question for you today is looking at the market as a whole for IoT products, whether commercial or consumer. I guess I wanted to get your take, having worked in the industry for now five years, um, working on universal screens, but also being able to interact with other people in the IoT space, whether that's the app developers or other um, product developers, whether, you know, automatic thermostats, um, could be people trying to integrate with IoT Alexa, whatever it is. I wanted to get your take on what you think the biggest inhibitor on the growth of this market could be, whether on the commercial or the consumer side. What is a challenge that a lot of professionals in this space are feeling anxious about or feeling like this could inhibit growth in the market, and why do you think that is? Uh, to be honest with you, I think it's just the lack of knowledge, just not knowing what the product is. Mm. Um, since it is a growing product, uh, we do have a lot of people that they, you know, our dealers will call and say, you know, I love this product, but I've never done it, and I don't know if I want to, you know, we, we are so busy, I don't want to take on a new challenge. Um, at Universal Screens, our, our main goal is to uh, educate you, inform you, uh, train you. Uh, we want to make sure that you feel 100% comfortable to install it, how to work it, and, and we even encourage, let's put them on your house so that way you know how to work them, you have the knowledge, and you can go out and say, I've got this product on my house, I love it. You know, uh, When you have that enthusiasm, it, it's, it's a lot better. And so we, we do have a lot of interior people that don't want to touch it, the audiovisual people that don't want to touch it, um, because that's not what they do. Um, but, but the demand is out there, and, and if you're not going to learn about this product, there is another company that does, and they will take that business. Um, and so, so we, we go uh, above and beyond. Um, we pride ourselves on customer service. Um, we'll do whatever it takes to get you fully trained. You can fly into our facilities. We can train you. We can even come out uh, on job sites and help train. Um, but we, we definitely don't want anybody to be scared of the product um, and, and turn away jobs. And, and surprisingly, I've gotten that quite a bit, is that you know we've turned it down because we just didn't know anything about it. Right. Um, and so that's, that business is going elsewhere, and, and why not have it come to you? Well, thank you, Michael, so much for coming on the podcast and giving us your insight on trends in consumer-grade IoT products, looking at how Universal Screens fits into that conversation. And yeah, I'm excited to see that future where every building across the block has uh, some retractable shades, has an automated thermostat. It really is the future, and it's an exciting one. Absolutely. Sure. I, I yeah. think I think the next few years you may see that. Yeah.
Wonderful. All right. Well, thanks again, Michael. I, it was a pleasure getting to chat with you today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Definitely. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure to leave a like and a rating wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.